Hey guys, just quickly, if you wanted to save 30% on your first editing job, whether that's a package of five episodes or a single episode, email free30 in the subject line to hello at deadsetpodcasting.com. Let me know what you want edited and we can go from there. So save 30%, use the subject line free30 and email hello at Deadset Podcasting. And thank you for being absolutely amazing and listening to this episode. You're listening to Deadset Podcasting with your host, Josh Liston. This is a show dedicated to podcasting in Australia, New Zealand, and Southeast Asia. Follow along with today's episode over at deadsetpodcasting.com. Okay, here we go. What is it when you're hearing shows now and maybe in the past, independent shows particularly, I guess, where maybe it's coming from one or two people as opposed to a whole team. What is it that a lot of shows don't think about that you think we should be spending a lot more time thinking about? Because I get so frustrated. I founded the Australian Podcasters Group on Facebook in 2013 or 14-ish. I think there's a couple of thousand people in there now. I've stepped down. It's too big for me to manage. But the same questions about non-core product stuff keep coming up. Who's your email list and what website host do you use and which podcast host do you use? A million questions that aren't, how does how do I make second one to minute 30 actually better? And I'm just wondering, what do you think as someone that's made thousands and, or tens of thousands of, from memory episodes over the course of your life? What are we not really concentrating on that you think we should be? That exactly what you just said, making second zero to minute 30, uh, the most interesting, most engaging, best possible content that my audience is going to engage with that, that has definitely been lost. It's, you know, the number one question from any podcaster or anyone that's looking to get into podcasting is how do I get my audience bigger? It's not, how do I make my show better? (laughs) <laughs> which will lead to a bigger audience. It's how do I make my how do I make my audience bigger? How do I monetize that audience? These are the questions that are top of mind for a new podcaster. It's not how do I make great content because they think their content is great. And I always go back to this and and you'll find this in always listening. You'll find this in an interview I did with Dave Jackson. You'll find this everywhere. Your show is only great if it has the three E's. It's educational, it's emotional, and it's entertaining. If it's not all three of those things, then it's not great. It can be very good. And there's a lot of very good podcasts out there that don't have the three E's, but they're not great. And so understand the difference between great and very good can be very slim. Okay. So I've got it's a, there. And I, I completely agree with you. And since hearing that a couple of years ago, I've really tried to apply that to the shows that I do. And I guess the E that I'm leaning more towards than ever is probably the entertainment side because I can slip into kind of a very serious tone sometimes, Jay, but keeping that that E in mind, the entertainment E, that's helped me to make sure that I know it's not just got to be educational or instructive things that I do. They actually have to be enjoyable. There's a million places you can get information. <laughs> it has to be – the show has to be good. So how do we – let's lay out a roadmap for a very basic show. Let's just say we're talking about – I've just finished watching The Expanse, which is incredible, by the way, for anyone who hasn't seen it. How, If we were doing an Expanse podcast about the, the show The Expanse, how could we make it 
educational, for example, when the show is a scripted sci-fi? Well, first understand that educational doesn't necessarily mean that you're teaching somebody a lesson. Yeah. Obviously, that's one aspect of it. <laughs> that's okay. But simply, yeah. simply just doing a summary of the show, there might be someone that's listening that hasn't watched the show. And now they're educated as to exactly what has occurred on that particular show. Really, what it comes down to, and it's a word that you used, is planning. You need to plan a show more than just all right, I've got an idea and this is what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to go. It needs to be, you need to have a real structured outline. You got to know the content like the back of your hand. You, you have to live, you have to eat and breathe the content that you're talking about because that will naturally bring the passion that you have for it what you're talking about into your microphone and to your audience. If you don't have that natural passion for the content, the audience will sniff that out and they'll immediately know that this is not great content. That's brilliant. And one thing I've tried to let people know that I'm working with some shows now in my little studio here and a local mental health show and a few others. And we talk about planning and they think that that word in the terms of audio and entertainment means that you're taking all the spontaneity out of something. And I've been doing this now, not particularly well, but over nearly 10 years now, Jay, and I think I've done over a thousand episodes, the better planned I was, it actually enabled spontaneity and I could be extemporaneous because I always knew I had a safety net that I could get back to. You know, you don't even need to follow the plan if you have a plan. If something's going incredibly well and you're having the greatest conversation that is not plan related, just follow that through. But you always know that you've got somewhere to get back to when you're mapping out your story. And particularly if you get lost or a tangent goes nowhere, you know that you've got something to come kind of get you back on the road. And once people trust that process, that the more planning you do, the more spontaneous I guess you can be at times, I think they get, well, I've learned that it works, but I didn't trust it. So how do we get people to believe that? Or do you do you think that I'm off base? No, I think you're 100% spot on. And I think taking what you just said and, and playing it back to someone is exactly what they need to hear. I think that's, I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself to relate it back to my NFL show. You know, oftentimes Which my is wife called Next give, Fan Up, by the way, guys. Thank you. My wife will often give me, you know, a little bit of the business because I'll be like, oh, I got to research. I got to, I got to get, I got to get all my stories together. And she's like, what the hell were you and your son doing, you know, just two hours ago? You, you're sitting down watching Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. Like, it's not for me. It, it's sort of like, yeah, I want to make sure that my outline is, is crystal, is crystal clear. And I got to good viewpoint of exactly how I want to tell that particular day's news. But at the end of the day, I live, eat and breathe the NFL just naturally. Like the first thing I do when I wake up is check my phone and look at the scores. The next thing I do is I turn on the TV and I'm watching the NFL network. <laughs> and, then, and then throughout the day, my son will walk in and be like, hey, did you see this tweet that came in from Adam Schefter? Or did, did you hear the latest news about what, you know, Tom Brady did on his boat during the parade? You know, it's just it's just something that happens naturally. And then when I sit down to talk about it in a podcast, 
I hope that that passion and that insight just comes through. It's not because I've necessarily sat and researched a story for hours, although I will do that. (laughs) It's because it's just what I do. It's just it's just a part of me. And and I'm sharing that part of me with another audience. And that's what podcasters need to understand when it comes to creating this type of content. Now, some people are going to be hired to create content because they have to do a, a podcast for their business. And again, I think it comes down to trying to figure out why you are involved in that particular business. And what makes you what made you passionate about making this your life's work and now sharing that over a microphone so that that audience can understand that aspect that that can sometimes get lost, too, uh, especially when you're a paid podcaster or you're doing a branded podcast for for a company. There's still you have to make sure that the passion is somehow relayed over the microphone to your audience. And that just comes with naturally loving it. Uh, I've, I've turned down a lot of work over the, over the past few months, over these COVID months, because I wasn't passionate about the particular topics and the particular opportunities. It wasn't a good fit for me. I just, it wouldn't have, wouldn't have worked. I could have sat there and produced the show and told them exactly you know, how they should structure their story and, and what they need to do. But at the end of the day, the content wasn't something that I was passionate about and I wouldn't have been able to give it that extra, it, the it that no one can ever define. I wouldn't have been able to give, give it it. And that's, <laughs> and that's, and that's what I think a lot of podcasters need to remember. This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.